Again, not everybody needs to be asked. Uh, uh, prior to each insertion, some people uh, believe that when you go to bed with somebody, take all your clothes off and then have sex with them and then fall asleep, you're already in the sex game with them. The words of George Galloway, the uh, British member of the House of Commons, who was, uh, well, very prominent figure a few years ago, campaigned against the war in Iraq. Uh, you may remember him from his uh, extraordinary performance at a congressional hearing uh, where he was grilled for his alleged connections with uh, Saddam Hussein, uh, a man who's earned a lot of respect and a lot of esteem uh, on the left internationally. And yet these were his comments about uh, the Julian Assange sex assault uh, allegations, which have caused a firestorm of controversy, not just in the mainstream media, but also uh, in independent, progressive and left circles as well. And it's uh, uh, brought into focus um, the question of just how seriously we ought to take these allegations and what are the connections with uh, the wider political efforts by the United States to uh, extradite Assange uh, to possibly face the death penalty under uh, the Espionage Act and so forth. They're complex issues and yet are they really because uh, should we not be uh, taking a very simple and straightforward approach to the sexual assault allegations per se, leaving aside um, all, of the, uh, all of the other issues pertaining to Julian Assange and WikiLeaks and the ongoing uh, extradition efforts. Um, to, and it, I, I might point out as well uh, to regular listeners who perhaps heard uh, last week's show that uh, this upcoming interview is a bit of a counterpoint uh, to some of the commentary that was made during the Radiothon edition, which, uh, look, some of you may have uh, taken objection to. I'm not going to go into the details of it, but let's just say we did have a, a team of comedians on, and we uh, full credit to those comedians. Uh, we, we appreciated them coming into the studio for Radiothon, but suffice it to say that uh, they made a few remarks uh, about Julian Assange that, uh, look, you might have taken offence to. So this is uh, a bit of an attempt by the Indie Media Show to, uh, in the interest of fairness and balance and all those... Uh, all those words we use uh, or that are usually used incorrectly in the in the journalism field um, yeah hopefully <laughs> hopefully we've paid our dues if you like by this next interview but more seriously there are um, some issues yeah worth worth talking about with all this uh, and uh, to, to talk about them we caught up a little earlier today with independent uh, feminist uh, long-term socialist Virginia Brown Media. Julian Assange has been accused of four separate allegations involving uh, two women with uh, one count of sexual coercion involving non-condom use uh, and a, a number of other counts as well, including one of third-degree rape under Swedish law. Could I stop by asking um, why these charges ought to be taken seriously? Uh, and as a second part of that question why there are some people who, some of Assange's supporters who are not taking these charges seriously. Right. Um, well, um, in terms of why rape is rape, it is unfortunately the case that in the Western Hemisphere, particularly certainly in what's called the Global North, there has not been enough feminist activism over a period of decades, not been enough mobilisation and broad discussion on issues generally in society for people to understand, you know, that rape is rape. And there has been a lot of minimisation going on. Unfortunately, it is obviously most serious when this goes on um, and is per perpetuated by Assange um, supporters and amongst the left, you know, the group that actually has traditionally pushed feminist concerns forward and um, we actually do need to understand what these myths involve. One of them is obviously the myth that penetrating a sleeping woman is not misconduct but rape. Now um, that is people don't understand that and um, this is based on the idea that 
a man who has had sexual relations with a woman in the past or is perhaps just assumed to have had them and now has um, perpetual rights over her body. So this is something that feminists have actually fought against for a very long time and pointed out that women's uh, oppression is historically based, been very much involved on the with the idea that um, our bodies and our sexuality are not completely our own but are in the service of more privileged social sectors. So this is actually a major feminist issue. Um, the other issue is that forcing a condomless sex on a woman who has stated several times that she doesn't want one is very much sexual assault. And I think a lot of people don't understand that um, when a man continually pressures a woman about this and until basically he gets his own way, this is applying coercion and this is not something that occurs in a vacuum um, you know, where the sexes each have equal rights, but the woman understands that, you know, her... Um, her wishes aren't taken that seriously. Um, and it's probably worthwhile just um, stepping aside to observe right now that um, I do understand, of course, that some rape victims can be men and some um, rapists can be women, but the stats are that 93% of perpetrators are male and more than 80% of victims are women and girls. So this is a huge issue. What has also been shown... Um, is that right, juror judgments in rape trials are influenced more by the attitudes, beliefs and biases about rape which jurors bring with them into the courtroom than by the objective facts presented. Um, stereotypical beliefs about rape and victims of it still exist within the community and as jurors are members of the community and are randomly drawn in in order to be representative of it, the two studies together indicate that successful prosecutions of sexual assault will remain low until we acknowledge that jurors interpret what they see in the light of their own beliefs and um, in light of these rape myths. You know, so for those of us who like to see ourselves as lefty activists, we need to be clear that we don't exist in some rarefied progressive bubble and the attitudes we take to rape and women's rights affect those around us for better and or for worse. Rape doesn't stem from a physical flaw on the part of all rapists but occurs because it's culturally sanctioned. I don't think we can look at those conviction rates and deny that. Um, certainly we, most of us believe that we oppose rape but when we get down into examining these myths which support rape we see them getting worryingly broad support um, and it's the case for women that our sexuality and bodies aren't considered completely our own as I said. Something else we've seen happen is a lot of Assange supporters, some anyway, implying that there's a set, one set or one set genuine way for victims to respond after the event. And that's why there's been a kind of forensic examination of the way that the two um, alleged women victims have behaved after the event. You know, it said, oh, you know, she was caught smiling once or, you know, <laughs> and, or she... Um, said something to her friend which implied she was great about what happened. But in fact, women can struggle to process the issue of rape and can try to convince themselves that they are or were in control and that anything, everything is fine. Unfortunately, it appears as though many of the supporters of Assange and WikiLeaks have pretty much uh, set aside the allegations as a complete setup and in a sense uh, continuing to perpetuate a lot of uh, rape myths and uh, rape culture. However, has there been a response that does not dismiss the serious validity of the allegations and yet challenges the role of the United States in the entire case? Uh, yes, the feminist response has been divided. There certainly there are um, some feminists who don't believe that there's a significant danger of Assange being extradited. Um, I'm not so comfortable about that. Um, yes, so there are also some who very much point to the fact that um, the US probably would really like to get their hands on Assange. Um, 
And, yes, you know, possibly putting him in any criminal prison would substantially achieve that. Um, although, of course, we know how totally silencing and brutal US imprisonment in particular can be, even for those who've been charged with no criminal offence. Um, so we also know that, you know, the precise tactics of these imperialism-supporting governments can change over time, depending on whether they think they would gain more from overt repression of dissidents or lose more by sparking more rebellion against them. We also know that these powerful governments can ignore international law when it suits them and change it, sometimes retroactively. So, I mean, regardless of what the intentions of these various governments are right now, we need to bear in mind that they can sometimes change, depending on the pressure placed on them, you know, by a movement for the freedom of people and the press. Um, so there are a lot of issues to take into account here um, and it can seem daunting to get a grasp on this but what is also quite daunting for a lot of feminists is trying to um, actually discuss the question of um, the impact that this campaign has had on um, sexist and feminist consciousness and it is very common for us to be told that you know if we actually do if we oppose these rape myths being perpetrated, then it must be the case that we don't understand, you know, the imperialist agenda of the US or that we think, you know, Assange is in no danger whatsoever or we have definitely concluded that Assange is guilty, any of the above. Basically, the message we're getting is, you know, shut up and stay quiet. Virginia, George Galloway has come under attack for describing uh, Assange's uh, sexual assault uh, uh, charges as uh, bad manners and sordid and bad sex etiquette. John Pilger similarly has made light of the allegations, as have another other uh, prominent figures on the left internationally. Uh, I mean, it is it's disturbing, really, that um, uh, there are so many, uh, indeed, uh, well-respected and revered figures on the, on the left, almost, uh, who have made light of the, of the, the charges. I mean, what, what do you, you make of that and, and uh, I mean you've touched on it already but what does it say about the, the wider culture of the left in terms of perhaps denial about uh, you know some of these some of these feminist uh, issues yes to my mind it points to a, a strong need for collective discussion um, amongst you know those of us who consider ourselves radical and the need to actually assess the impact of um, the Assange campaign on feminist consciousness um, it should be pointed out that some women have actually engaged in this trivialisation, not to the same extent, but there have been also been some articles written by Naomi Wolf which were somewhat trivialising, and I think we need to acknowledge that women especially can fall under pressure to appear to be towing the line and to appear to be, you know, friendly enough to men, and this is a problem. There are also some issue, uh, issues with some older um, male socialists I've noticed. I mean, obviously, there's what Galloway said that was completely disgusting, and I know that so many people, particularly women on the left, have seen her and just been completely sickened because it just demonstrates no support whatsoever for women's rights. Then we have Pilger claiming that um, the allegations about Assange would not constitute rape under either UK or Australian law, which they very much would, you know, under both legislations. Um, yeah, and then um, last week there was an article by Green Left Weekly um, reprinting the speech of a so an Australian socialist, Humphrey McQueen, um, which repeated several myths, um, including those I've already gone into, um, and also that rape must necessarily involve violence or threatening, which of course it doesn't always. Um, it can involve um, coercion, penetrating someone who's not in position to give um, consent. So this is alarming and to some extent an issue of a generational issue. Also um, one older um, socialist um, told me that the real sexists are the imperialists and that we shouldn't be confused about this. In other words, you know, sexism cannot exist amongst the radical left, which, you know, it would be lovely if that were the case, but sadly it's not. Virginia Brown, local feminist and socialist activist, speaking to Indy Media earlier about the allegations 
concerning Julian Assange. Very important stuff.